welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate the Wickedly Smart Women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create change all around the world. Now here's your host, Emerald Green Forest. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom and immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Emerald Greenforest, and today I am so honored to welcome our very special guest, Ariane Thomas. Ariane is an author, international healer, teacher, ceremonialist, speaker, and shaman. She primarily carries the ancient wisdom and subtle energy of an elder and advisor. Ariane is part Cherokee by heritage, and her primary practice is shifting unwanted family patterns by connecting with ancestors and making genetic life changes. She's the author of the Amazon bestsellers, Healing Family Patterns, Ancestral Lineage Clearing for Personal Growth, which was published in 2012, and Changing Our Genetic Heritage, Creating a New Reality for Ourselves and Future Generations, which was published in 2018, and has co-authored three international anthologies. She is also a monthly columnist for the Conscious Shift magazine, and I had the pleasure of meeting her in person at the New Media Summit in September of 2019, and I knew right away that she was a perfect person to bring on to wickedly smart women because she carries some wicked smarts, as well as some ancient wisdom. So thank you so much for being here with me today, Ariane. I am so, so honored to have you here. Oh, Emerald, I'm delighted to be on your show and to be among the honored guests that you always have, because there's so much fun. Well, we are going to have some fun today, I am sure. So I would love to ask you, the first thing I want to ask you is as an elder, right? Part of what we learn to do as an elder is talk our walk and walk our talk. So what I'd love to have you share with our listeners is maybe your journey into that place where you really were able to not only claim your elderhood, but really be congruent and consistent and in alignment with walking your talk and talking your walk. Of course, I would love to share my story because I've learned over the years that we all go through a journey in our lifetime. When we grow up, we learn how to move in the world from our parents and our grandparents and the world around us. And we believe that we have to follow a certain pattern and lifestyle in order to gain approval and acceptance and obtain all of these things and gifts and benefits that the world offers us. And Emerald, from listening to your show and all of your other guests, 
we've all heard this story over and over again. And it is my story, along with the other women that we've heard. I grew up in the typical dysfunctional family, right? My father was an alcoholic. My mother had mental illness. And I was one of eight children. So there was a lot of chaos in the family. So I grew up and I was determined that I wasn't going to live like that. So I went to school and got a degree and I decided I was going to become a lawyer because they were smart and powerful and they made a lot of money, right? I mean, you know, that was my way out. So that's what I did. I went to school and I got all of this approval and I got this job where I became this respected attorney. I had my own business. I had a house. I was making money. I had a husband and I was suicidally depressed. You know, I had everything the world said that we were supposed to have and it was unsatisfying. It was what everyone told me we were supposed to have, but it didn't satisfy my soul. And so I kept going and went, well, I must need more. I must be doing something wrong. And so I kept on going until one day I was at work and I got sick. And at that point, I was, I was working in a huge office and I went to my boss and I said, I must be coming down with the flu. So I went in and said, I'm going home because I'm getting sick and I'll be back on Monday. Two weeks later, I ended up in the hospital and the doctor said, you are dying. We have no idea what it is. We don't know what to do for, for you. And you can either stay here or we can send you home because there's nothing we can do about it. <laughs> what do you do with that information? So I said, well, I'm not going to stay here. So I went home. And at that point, a friend brought a shaman to my house. And this shaman pulled me back from the brink of death. Now, I always knew I had a Cherokee background. My father was three-quarter Cherokee. But I was not connected to my Native American background. And once I came back from that brink of death, I went, you know, there's something here. I need to follow my spirit. It took me a long time to recover from that illness because I have to say, if I would have gotten better in two weeks or a month, I would have gone straight back to the office and right back to that lifestyle. Mm. It took me years to recover because that's when I had to deep dive into my self-healing. Mm. And that's when I learned how to connect with my Native heritage and how to connect with the ancestors mm. and how to connect with the spirit. And that's how I got into this work. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. And isn't that the story that you've heard over and over again, that we need a crisis in our life to go, wait a minute, what our families told us, what the world tells us, the money and the lifestyle and the culture, that stuff is a facade. That's a construct. 
that doesn't serve us. Mm -hmm. It's what we have in our heart that is true, that is real, that is what we need to follow in order to find our truth, our love, our happiness, and our purpose in life. Mm, beautiful. I love it. So, yes, there are many of my guests who've had some kind of life crisis. I definitely have gone through more than one life crisis. Many people are experiencing life crises right in this very moment. And, you know, what I feel I really want to presence here for people is that there is another side. There, there is a side that you come out on where your life is different than it looked before, but it's what I would call self-inscribed, right? Yeah. And self-directed and self-created. So when you made your transit, when you made your rite of passage, it's clearly that was a rite of passage, right? Sure. When you made your rite of passage and you I'm guessing you left your old life. You ultimately had to let go of what no longer serves. You know, the health crisis really precipitated that. But as you were healing, what was some of the things that you did to really identify for yourself what wasn't working and what things did you do to make the decisions to let go of some of those things? or maybe even all of those things? That's a very profound question. Because I think when we hit those transition points in our lives, we take it step by step. We go, okay, well, maybe it's my job. I'll just quit my job. And then I'll do another job. And that'll fix things. And then you start that, and, and it's like, well, that didn't quite work. Well, maybe it's my marriage. Maybe this relationship doesn't work. And so you get out of your marriage, and it's like, well, that doesn't work. And then maybe you change the place you live. And then it's like, well, that doesn't work. And what I did was I went through very profound changes and peeling off those layers, I went through a process of self-development, self-analysis, and self-healing. Not only did I heal myself physically, which was clearly the first step. I mean, I was so ill at one point, I could not walk across the house. Mm. So number one, I had to heal physically. Then I had to look at my emotional life and go, this isn't serving me. This truly isn't serving me. These relationships are negative. These relationships are not supporting me. These relationships aren't making me feel good. They're not loving. They're not compassionate. They're not serving my life or the world. So how do I change that? And so I went to spiritual counseling. I went to therapy. And I looked at the relationship of my parents, my relationship with my family, my relationship with my husband, 
my relationship with myself. And then I looked at my relationship with the world. Did I trust the world? Did I trust that I was safe? Did I trust that I believed that the world was a good place that I could live in? That took me a long time to work through those childhood fears and beliefs that we inherit from the culture around us. We don't understand, or I certainly didn't, that all of those childhood fears that we absorbed from the world, it's like, don't walk down the street at night, you're gonna be, you're gonna be eaten by the wolves. <laughs> I grew up in the city and there weren't any wolves, but you still have those stories, right? And you have to slowly process, what are your fears? What are your beliefs? And where did they come from? And when I got into the Native American traditions, that's when I realized that some of these beliefs and some of these fears clearly were from what I was told as a kid. Don't go out of the house at night. It's dangerous out there. Right. And the reason I got into ancestral work is when I realized that we carry the memories and the beliefs of our ancestors, mm. that we inherit them in our genes, yeah. that some of the fears and beliefs that I have didn't come from what I was told. It came from some of the pervasive beliefs that my parents had, my grandparents had, mm. and things they were told and they believed. Right. I mean, my grandmother was born on the Cherokee Reservation and moved out when she was a child and passed for white. Because in those days, if you were Cherokee in a city and people knew about that, um, you were likely to be scalped and hanged on the courthouse steps. Mm, yeah. Well, and of course, that would definitely elicit a lot of fear and coping mechanisms that you would want to pass on to your children and your children's children and your children's children's children. We are going to have to take a quick break right now, Ariane, but when we come back, we are going to dive a little bit deeper into both the process of shamanism as well as the work that you do for people and help people with with the ancestors. But right now, uh, Wickedly Smart Women, we could use some of your help. If you're enjoying this show and want us to stay on the air, please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. And I do want to say a big thank you to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We have been having thousands of downloads from all over the world, and I just got notification from Chartable that our podcast is in the top 3,000 of all podcasts all over the planet in terms of global reach. Uh, there's over a million podcasts now out there or close to a million podcasts somewhere uh, around a million podcasts. So to be in the top 3,000 globally is pretty exciting. I do want to uh, give a shout out to our new listeners in Malaysia. We will be right back with Ariane Thomas.
The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Creative Age Consulting Group. Women, are you ready for a big revenue breakthrough so you can stop working like a man and being paid like a woman? Are you ready to take the leap and go deep to claim your value and convert your wisdom to wealth? Is now the time to fulfill your mission and change the world? Creative Age Consulting Group is hired by women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance and be heard by millions while building a sustainable business model that makes bank. Please visit apply.wealthylifemethod.com to apply for an invitation-only consultation. If you have been inspired to receive support in welcoming wealth by making your most heartfelt contribution to the world, be sure to apply for a consultation today. Once again, that is apply.wealthylifemethod.com or click in the link in the show notes to access the application. And we are back with Ariane Thomas. You can find out more about Ariane at her website, ariannethomas.com. We will have that information for you in the show notes. So before we came to the break, we were talking about ancestors and how we receive uh, genetically the fears and beliefs and patterns of behavior that get passed on, as well as I'm sure we get socialized too through our family line on those beliefs and patterns and fears. So what I'd love to ask you, Ariane, is two things. First, can you help our listeners understand what it means to be calling yourself a shaman? Because some people may not understand what that means. And, you know, obviously it was a shaman who supported you to come through death's door. Uh, Shamanism is something that I also practice. But I feel like it would just be helpful for you to define that for some of our listeners in, in the simplest terms possible. And then I'd love to ask you to talk even more specifically about some of the things you do to help people with their ancestral healing. Certainly. First of all, in the Native community, people don't call themselves shaman. Number one, everyone in the tribe recognizes what you do. You know, there's an herbalist in the tribe so that if you get sick, you go to the woman who grows herbs in her garden. If you need some help with spirits, you know that the guy down the street is a spirit healer. So no one in the tribe says, hey, here I am. I'm a shaman. In the main culture. There are so many people around. We don't have tribes. And so people have to know who to go to. And so we have named people who are trained to heal on a spiritual level shamans. And these are people who have been trained to work with the spirits, work with healers and healing spirits to help us to connect with our ancestors, with angels, with spirit guides, with animal totems that we can't reach by ourselves because most of us aren't trained in it. What I do is I have worked with the ancestors for almost 20 years now because when that shaman came to me, I went, this is really powerful work and people need this kind of help particularly in situations where Western medicine has no answers, where these issues 
lie deeply in the spiritual cellular range. And the good thing is, when I first started doing this work, people are going, oh, you're one of those woo-woo people. You know, nobody believes that stuff. And then it came out in epigenetics that when we do energy work, when we shift our beliefs, when we do meditation and mindfulness exercises, it actually repairs damaged DNA. And we can prevent our negative genes from turning on by shifting these negative beliefs that we inherited from our family. And the epigenetic research shows we actually inherit memories from our ancestors. So what I do when people come to me and say, I am doing things that my mother did, that my grandmother did, that have been in my family for generations, that are causing problems in my life, such as I'm third generation where there's been bankruptcy. For four generations, we've had divorces in our families. We've had heart disease in our family, and people have died before they've hit their 60s. And my sister died, my brother died, and here, here I am coming up with heart disease. What can I do? So I take people on a journey through time and space to connect with the original ancestor that started this family pattern to heal it. Not to cut off the lineage, not to change the lineage, but to heal it so that we don't have to carry the ancestors' wounds and burdens, not only for ourselves, because when we change that genetic pattern in our own bodies, that change resonates out to the other people that carry the DNA, our children, our grandchildren, our siblings, and everyone else that has that DNA pattern. Beautiful. I love it. Well, uh, that's definitely some of the work that I have experienced myself and have also done with people. And so I know exactly what you're talking about. And I thank you for your clarity in, in describing it. I do want to ask you, Ariane, about you also have a business, right? So one thing that I noticed had happened when I started to do spiritual work, and, and I've seen it with a lot of people, is there has been a disconnect often specifically with money and the relationship with money and all of these old vows around in tribal communities, the shaman or the medicine person or whatever you want to call it, the spirit healer, the herbalist, people understood that's what that person does. And there was an automatic knowing within the tribal community that that person had a certain requirement for sustenance for themselves. So uh, what I've noticed for many people who woke up to their spiritual gifts or you know, stepped into their roles as healers that they often carry this disconnect around the money relationship. So I'd love to see if there's anything that you have to offer to our, our listeners, either around the ancestral healing that needs to happen around that, or maybe some specific healing you've done for yourself or helped your other people do to 
bring this into right relationship, the relationship with money and the exchange of money for services into right relationship? Absolutely. Because abundance was always in the energetic field of the ancestors. They were right there in the abundance of nature. And so they never had any trouble with prosperity. And we broke that relationship when we were kicked off of the land, when we were disconnected. So I absolutely work with people with their finances, with their success, with their connection, with fulfillment of their purpose, because that disconnect needs to be healed. And so I take them to the ancestors and say, where did that disconnect happen? Because the divine wants us to be successful. They want us to have prosperity and abundance. You know, spirit wants to fill our lives with success. And my business is filled. I have all kinds of programs and gifts for people who want to fill their lives with success and prosperity and happiness because there is no reason if you are a healer, if you have a business of any kind, why you cannot be successful. The divine wants you to be successful. Your ancestors want you to be successful, and they're willing to help you and support you to be successful. Beautiful. I love it. Well, we have a couple of minutes left. And so I feel like I'd just like to ask you to bring through any kind of message that you might have for people from the ancestors in the last minute or two here or anything else that you feel that you have on your heart that you would like to share that you feel would be in service to our listeners before we have to close. I'd like to pass on something very quickly that with this whole COVID-19 energy that is around the globe at this time, a lot of people know that they are safe and secure. But every time you sneeze or cough, you have this feeling of panic. It's like, oh my goodness. And it's like, no, no, I'm okay. And know that part of it is a memory of the plagues the illnesses and the diseases that our ancestors lived through for millennia. We have had the Spanish flu, the bubonic plague, smallpox, leprosy, all of these diseases throughout the centuries. And remember, we are the descendants of these survivors. We are the survivors. We have immunity. There is no reason to fear. And our ancestors are here to let us know there's no reason to fear. To let go of our fear and anxiety and depression because that just blocks our immune responses. They are here to help us, to support us, and to let us know we're going to be fine. 
That is a beautiful message. Thank you so much, Ariane. I deeply appreciate you presencing that for everyone and uh, really tying it in to the work that you do. That was just a lovely, lovely way to end. So thank you, Ariane. Listeners, we do love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line. We will have that number for you in the show notes, or you can send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to review and rate Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.